All right, all right. Welcome to another episode. It's the show that nobody watches. It's your boy Crunk Diddy, and I am joined here with a childhood best friend of mine's Omega Weapon 1987, aka Joel. Are you there? How are you? I'm doing great. What's up, fam? Glad to be on this podcast for sure. That's good, man. Long, a long time in the making. We are going to talk about something I feel like everybody can relate to, and that is the workforce. A bad job, a terrible experience in the workforce. Jobs nowadays, let's face it, it's called work for a reason. It's not called fun. When you wake up and you realize you got to go to work, most people, not all, but most people are pissed off. They're like, why the fuck do I got to be here? <laughs> and um, I can tell you, I, and I can probably speak for Joel as well, that uh, we have both had some shitty jobs. And uh, the worst. Man, I'll tell you, I had some jobs that the first 30 minutes of the job, I'm like already, whoa, what the fuck, man, I shouldn't, I fucked, I fucked up. I made a mistake, you know, and uh, Joel, I want to ask you, if you can look back, what has probably been the worst fucking job you've ever had? All right. The worst job that I've ever had was probably the last job that I had. And- Let me make it clear, though. When I say the last job, I mean the last job that I worked for anyone else. Because as you know, right now, I'm self-employed and you're self-employed, too. So um, but the last like nine to five, you know, corporate like type job that I had um, just just to like avoid getting into any trouble. I'm not going to like mention any names, but I'm just going to say that I, I worked at a high rise, a condominium association, and I was the front desk guy. Uh, I actually clean up pretty well. You know, they they had me dressed up in like a suit and tie and all that stuff. And I mean, it was it was pretty chill, you know, because I'm in the AC and I'm behind a computer and all that. The problem was when they hired me, you know, when I went to interview with them, they said, we are looking for someone that has your background, customer service skills, you know, is like a must. It's important. And, uh, and I mean, you're perfect for the job. And I was like, all right, great. Yeah. You know, this this sounds like, you know, what I'm looking for. And after, after just like having such crappy, crappy jobs, I was like being hopeful. I was like, I think this is it. The pay was great. But, uh, as it turns out, you know, I was, uh, in this high rise, like there were so many units and there was residents, but then there was also tenants, you know, the people that rent. Yeah. And dude, this like property manager, like at first he was, uh, you know, he was like cool and, you know, he was funny and all that. And I don't know what happened, bro. Like he, he just uh, turned the cycle on and he just told me, he's like, look, uh, you know, your job is to just uh, treat everybody like shit. <laughs> like okay. out of nowhere, out of nowhere. He's like, your job, even though they're like, we're looking for customer service, you know, and out of, out of nowhere, he's like, you're supposed to be the gatekeeper. And anybody that tries to, you know, go up to the second floor office, you're supposed to be the gatekeeper and be like, he's not there. So basically my job turned into from like, you know, being nice and greeting people. Like I remember my face, bro, like it was like pleasant and, and, and all of a sudden it was just like, dude, I was angry all the time, you know? And it, it's like my nature to be nice. And I mean, obviously bro, like the, the picture on my, uh, on my podcast profile is goofy. Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, it's my nature. Yeah, it'd be, you know, goofy, happy-go-lucky and this and that. But, dude, like, I just started to get, like, dark. I made, like, so many people cry in that job, bro. And like I just got tired. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I was like a freaking, uh, you know, condominium association, like, bouncer, dude, you know? And everybody, everybody hated me. But what they didn't know is what they, who they were really hating was this uh, property management company and then specifically this property manager. You know, I was just like the face of this company and of this dude who they would barely ever see because he was like the freaking like final boss and in, in, what's the name of that? Uh, rage. <laughs> so, so freaking, uh, yeah, nobody would ever see it. All they would see is just me. So think of me like in, in, uh, in, in the game streets of rage, like all those little guys that were, that, that would come out, you know, like through all those levels, you know, that you would like punch out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to get to the big boss at the end, that, that was me. Bro, everybody hated me. And I got tired of feeling hated. I got tired of feeling like I was used. Like, I mean, I was used. That's basically what it was. I was used because they, they gave me this front of we need somebody for customer service. And uh, but nope, we just want you to be mean as hell and uh, turn people away. And uh, and that's pretty much it. Yep. Worst experience. That was probably. I've had pretty, I've had pretty shitty ones. That one though was probably one of the worst. So that's it. So, so basically, they lured you in yep. by saying it's a customer service job. But what they didn't tell you was that you're gonna have to turn people away and use deadly force if necessary. Basically, <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't give me like a baton and like a taser. Bouncer, you were a bouncer. Yeah, I was a bouncer. You were a bouncer without a license. I should have I should have used my experience there to go like legit go get bouncer jobs. <laughs> so I'm telling you, if you would have put in <laughs> on your resume the shit they made you do, you probably would have got a job as a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, because dude. In no way, shape, or form is that a customer service job. That's more yeah. like, hey, I can't I, I can't let you pass. And if you take one more step further, I'm gonna have to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, like, the kind of bouncer, bro, that 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 I was was like more with like my words rather than physical. So you ever you ever seen that meme of like that dog, and they're like, oh yeah, this dog will will hurt you in more ways than than uh than physical, and then he'll say something like, uh, there are only two genders. That that's that's yeah. me. Basically, yeah, that's, that's you. Me. You were the you were the spokesperson before that became a thing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, dude, like honestly, that's that's the, that's. The, that's the issue with a lot of jobs. I mean, a lot of them have, uh, you know, a lot of them fucking do this thing where they'll fucking lie through their teeth on the the ads, right? Yeah. And to, just to get you in, you know, and like like this one time, this, um, this is not my worst job, but this is an example of a fake ad. I remember one time I drove all the way to Kendall for an interview because the, the job description was uh, a supervisor for a call center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. I have the experience for that. I go there, and the guy's like, yeah, this is actually a sales position where we need you to go to, like, Best Buy and different stores and sell products like DirecTV. Uh, I'm oh like, wait God. a minute. I thought this was a supervisor for a call center. He's like, well, that's what you can become. I'm like, well, you just wasted my fucking time. And I walked out, and he's like, well, sir, why do you have to talk like that? And I was like, fuck you. I was, I was walking out of the hallway because I was like, God damn, the gas that I wasted to get over here, dude. Oh, man. And fucking, but dude, the worst job that I ever had, and it's it's funny because it was probably the best in the sense that I ha- I got to work with um uh, a lot of my friends. Uh, yeah. I think uh, one of my friends was my supervisor at the time, and uh, the the other two friends that I got, we all started at the same time. I worked at McDonald's uh, with Mitchell, 
uh, Kakling, and then Henry, which he's the one that got us a job. Nice. Uh, he was like the he was what I guess they don't call it supervisor; they call it crew shift leader, or something, something fucking whack, something gay like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, and dude, so like this place was so fucked up because like I was the only guy who didn't speak Spanish, but for some reason <laughs> in Hialeah, because they, because they thought I spoke Spanish. Right, they thought I was bilingual. They thought I was the only one who's bilingual. Yet everybody there could speak English and Spanish. They said they put me through the window, the drive-through window where you give people their food at the end. So I was always constantly fucking having to get um, Mitch or Kaklin to translate, and I was always getting spit on, argued because people were saying that I didn't give them this, I didn't give them that, and then it was a franchise McDonald's. So like it didn't, uh, it didn't like fucking. Um, it didn't have cameras. It just, 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 you know, to save money, they didn't want to put cameras. Right. So, uh, they got away with a lot of shit because of the fact that you know they didn't have, they weren't being recorded. So, right. it was, it was fucked up because on top of the fact that it's fast food, fast food naturally sucks. It's a lot of fucking work, and if whoever uh-huh. does fast food out there, I feel, I feel bad for you, but I respect you because I know you're getting your ass beat every day for three bucks an hour. Yeah, you probably made it easier having uh, your friends, like, in a, such a terrible job, like, working alongside of your friends. It's probably the only thing that made it, like, more bearable. Well, so, well somewhat. I felt bad because uh, I remember they were working us so hard that Kukling one time almost fucking collapsed on his fucking knees, holding two milkshakes, saying, I can't do this anymore. And fucking, uh, and the manager hated Kukling so much, and she would come up to me, tell me something in Spanish. In front of Kukling and telling me, I need you to translate to this idiot and tell him what, what I need him to do. And Kukling's looking at her like, I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but she, didn't, she would not acknowledge his existence. She would not acknowledge his existence. So they would come to me and they would tell me things in Spanish and tell them in English to translate. And I'm like, I don't understand what is they speak Spanish. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a, like a marriage that's having issues and like they, you know the wife like tells her friend like hey would you tell john like right in front of him yeah basically, yeah basically they, exactly i'd say that same exact concept and then on top of that, i felt bad because dude they had this guy right this guy his job only was to basically work the grill he was basically flipping the burgers all day all night but the problem is is this guy? We pleaded for this guy to not work there on in the, in the because this guy had a really bad, deadly fucking case of acne, and he was on Accutane, everything that you could think of to try to get this this fucking acne and scars like healed. Yeah, but you, the they, they could save they could save money on mayonnaise, you know. <laughs> but, that's what do, but that's that's exactly what made it disgusting. Is that. Dude, the last place you want to put someone like that is in front of a, of a fryer and a grill because there's nothing but grease vapor hitting your face. And, dude, it was, since it was heated vapor, it, you would literally see pimples popping on their own. It made it fucking gross, dude. Oh, fucking dude. Gross. Dude, dude, that's so one, disgusting. Yeah, so one day we decided, you know what, we're going to pull off a heist. And so we told, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say his name because uh, even though nothing's going to happen to him, he's the type of friend that for some reason thinks that the government's always spying on him. Uh, <laughs> but fucking. I think I already know who it is just because you said that. <laughs> pre- yeah, pretty much. So we we, did, we thought of a plan that, hey, we're going to start a fight in the lobby. 
And yeah. while everybody's distracted with that in the front, we're going to have our other friend go through the drive-thru and we're going to have, oh, we're going to open the cooler and we're going to start tossing nothing but boxes of frozen patties, frozen nuggets, and frozen pies <laughs> into his fucking car. And dude, we stacked his back seat up to the point where he could not use his rear, uh, his rear view mirror because it was blocked with boxes. Damn. Dude, yeah, bro. And so, dude, and then eventually, which is going to lead to my next topic um, uh, of it, but what eventually ended up happening is I ended up just quitting. I left through the drive through window. I, I literally threw my headset on the ground during rush hour. Like, it was packed all around cars. And I literally climbed out the window and left. <laughs> or whatever. Totally picture you doing that, bro. That that's oh, that's a trademark oh. Daniel right there. Oh yeah, but fuck that. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I left, and all I I, I was running away to the parking lot and to the sounds of all these cars beeping, saying, "Where are you going?" <laughs> you know, it's like fucking people are stupid, man. Because during the hurricane, this was during Hurricane Katrina. Literally, yeah. we were. They wanted us to stay open into like a half an hour before impact. And so we had people literally in the drive-thru, heavy wind, dangerous heavy wind, dangerous heavy uh, rain and hail. Fucking tornado warning. Tornado warning, like, with, with a couple of nukes that went missing. And fucking <laughs> them, like, they, like, hey, you forgot my fries. And I'm struggling to open the drive-thru window because of the pressure of the storm, trying to give them their wet, soggy fries because literally three seconds of, of the fries going out the window, they're getting soaked with rain. And oh, these people, it's like, dude, they would do anything to get McDonald's, you know? <laughs> so it's like, dude, I just couldn't take it anymore, bro. Like, but what was, like, let me ask you this. What was probably, have you ever had a crazy moment where you said, fuck this, I'm out? Like, have you ever quit a job, like, you know, like, in a, like not, not two weeks notice, you know, not, hey, what's up? It's not working out. Like, what was the most fucking craziest way you ever quit a job? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I can think of one real quick. Um, tell me this isn't messed up, though. But I was a security guard, right, for some time. I was working a security job. And while I was working the security job, my ex-wife, she was pregnant. She was about to give birth. And all of a sudden, she went into labor. And, uh, and dude, I, you know, I was scheduled that week for several days. And, um, you know, and I had to tell him, hey, peace out. You know, my uh, my wife is giving birth. I have to be there in the hospital and I'm going to be there with her, you know, until she, you know, gets discharged or whatever. And um, and so I did that <clears throat> while I was at the hospital with her. You know, um, my first kid, this was when when I had my first kid because I got three now. But my first kid, he ended up having jaundice for like a week, you know, and I just I just wanted to be by my wife's side at that time, you know, and just like help her out and try and relieve, you know, like some of the stress and stuff like that. Attend to the kid, because if, if anybody listening has ever had a kid that's jaundice, I don't know if you know when they when they put your kid under that light and then um, they like have them like they have these like weird things over his eyes and, and this and that. Well, you know, I was just trying to be as, as helpful of a husband as possible. And then all of a sudden I got a call. You know, well, I let them know from the hospital. I called them just to check in and just to be like, hey, I'm still here. I don't know when I'm, you know, when I'm leaving. But I ended up getting a call, you know, a couple of days being in the hospital uh, from this guy named uh, named Lee. You know, he, was, he was an older dude. And he's like, hey, Joel, I just want to let you know that uh, that you're fired. You're fired. We don't need you anymore. Thanks a lot. You know, we appreciate your time here. And that's it. And then he hung up the phone. 
but whatever, you know, at, at that time I was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to let this get to me right now. My kid was literally just born. I, you know, I, I can't, but basically, basically after, you know, we were getting ready to get like discharged from the hospital and things were like a little more calm and we were getting into the rhythm of things. Uh, <laughs> I just like randomly, like I just started getting angry because it, it started to come back to me like this dude fired me when I'm here, you know, with my wife in the hospital. So I called his ass one afternoon. And when I call, I was like, uh, you know, he, he answers the phone, you know, my boss answers the phone and uh, he's like, and I said, Oh, this is Lee. And he goes, yeah. And I said, Oh Lee, I just wanted to tell you something real quick. And he goes, yeah. What, what's that? And I said, Hey, uh, suck my dick. Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, you know, which is, is not, it's not like me at that time. You know, I used to be like more passive. Uh, but dude, I was like, so like, dude, I went off on that old man, bro. And, uh, and I felt better after it, bro. I felt better afterward. I guess that, you know, that, that's not, that's not an example of me just like leaving or whatever, but that's just, you know, talking about the workforce and like how messed up things are. Uh, you know, I, I guess another job where I actually walked out, like, dude, I, it was, I worked at a dollar store. I'm not going to say which one, but I worked at a dollar store. And dude, I worked there for 30 minutes and I have always had, yeah. I think, Damn. I know, dude, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, bro. That was like a record for me, bro. 30 minutes. <laughs> and it was during the holiday season. Actually, it was during Christmas. So dude, this dollar store, they, they get very busy. They were getting like huge orders of stuff. So trucks were coming in and, uh, and this, and this lady, dude, I, I have like very, low tolerance for bs which i think is the reason i think you you and me are the same like we have very little tolerance for bs and that's probably why we're self-employed now so we don't have to deal with people like that but this lady you know at first again it was another classic case of when they're interviewing you when they're looking to hire you they're really nice you know they put on the mask you know because they want to hook you and then uh and then when i'm there when i'm there for my first you know for my first day basically working with them you know, she, she literally said, dude, I have to try to remember, but she said something along the lines of, Hey, back there and unload the truck, asshole. Not even kidding. Not even kidding. Bro. Wow. So that's yep. the first fucking order. The first chain of fucking command she said was, Hey, asshole, go unload the truck. Yep. Yep. I, you know, it, it took me like a second to remember exactly what she said, but that is what she said. She said, Hey, asshole, go back there and, and, uh, and unload the truck, which mind you, uh, we were, I think we were waiting for a truck when I started, we were waiting for a truck. So I was out like stocking shelves and stuff like that, you know, with some stuff, you know, and I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memo that the truck had arrived. Like, I mean, really, dude, all it takes is a little bit of communication, you know, Hey, the truck is here. Nah, dude, I had no idea. So I guess, you know, she was like seeing me stock things and she didn't really like it. And she was like, hey, asshole, go unload the truck. Dude, right there, <laughs> right then and there. I let dude, I looked at her like dead in the eyes. And, and then she tried to, when she saw, bro, the fury, when she saw, bro, that I, that I was like starting to see red, she, she laughed almost like, okay, I'm going to have to play it off now as though I was joking because he clearly looks like he's about to slash my throat. Yeah. So, like fucking, oh shit. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So she like, she, she all of a sudden she laughed. She goes, <laughs> and then I was, and then, you know, I forgot what it was that I said, but it was, you know, like I said, I was a little more like passive, but even though I had like low tolerance for BS, uh, I was a little more passive. So, and she was, you know, she was a woman. I don't want to, you know, so I looked at her dead in the eyes and then I said something real quick and I, dude, I just walked right out. This was like when I first moved to Cape Coral, uh, probably almost 10 years ago. That was like one of my first jobs in Cape Coral, dude. That was like a bad experience. I was like, bro, I really hope that, uh, that it's just not like this in Cape Coral, you know, but that's, that's, uh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, did you go pick up the check? <laughs> I, for, for, for 30 minutes, believe it or not, I did, dude. I did because I, I was just like, I'm not going to let, you know, I was like, I'm not going to let these guys. It was more like a, of, a, of a pride thing, you know. I was like, I'm not going to let these guys keep my, you know, whatever the hell it was. Dude, I don't even know. I was, it wasn't great pay or anything. It was just a job. I was just like getting my foot in the door, like here in Cape Coral, you know, starting off because I, I moved here. I was living with my cousin and he's like, uh, yeah, you got to get yourself a job. You know, you ain't mooching. So, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, oh, but the good news is I did get her fired. I got her fired. Oh shit. How'd you do that? I got her fired. I just, I went, you know, after I left, uh, I think I had gotten a call from somebody and, uh, you know, like, just like, you know, a re, uh, I don't know if it's like a district manager or something for these dollar stores. I mean, here in Cape Coral, bro, it's freaking, it's hilarious. I mean, I guess it's like this in, in many places, but you drive for like one minute up the road and there's another one of these dollar stores. So, but yeah, it was like the district manager called me. He's like, Hey, we just wanted to know why you quit. And cause they probably keep tabs on things. They're probably like, you know, curious, like what did our people do wrong that this guy like was only in here for 30 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, she's like, come in, you know, talk to us or whatever. So I, I went in and I sat with her and I told her exactly what happened. And uh, and I was a customer of this dollar store, which is how I found found out about the job, because I was seeing the sign every time I would go. And uh, so I, I kept going just like as a customer. And dude, that lady was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. They got rid of her. They're probably like, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't talk to your employees like, hey, asshole, go unload the truck. Hey, motherfucker, you know, go. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, she yeah, she fucking she thought she was the shit. And now basically she got sent straight to the unemployment line where she probably deserves to be (laughs) because that's the fucking one thing that I can't stand. It's like if you hate your fucking job. You know, misery nine times out of ten is a choice. Nine times out of ten, yeah. because there's always that one yeah. percent that it's just, you know what? There's fucked up people who bring you misery, and you're just part of. There's nothing you can do. But nine times out of ten, misery is by choice. And these people, rather than doing what makes them happy in life, they choose to to stay in a dead end job. You know, and yeah. and I'm not saying that being a manager at a place is a dead end job, but if you know you yeah. don't want to be there, you know you don't want to be there since day one. You just stood, you stayed there because of security. So if you stay there because of security, you know you're not happy, then you can only blame yourself for your misery. You shouldn't treat other people like shit. Right. It's like, you know, that's why I respect people that want to work at a job, like let's say a retail, and they their their main mission is I want to work here because I want to be a store manager. 
That's my goal. And you know what? People like that I respect because they actually want to do that. They did, right. they just didn't settle for less. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm stuck here. I got kids and a mortgage. And uh, if I go anywhere else, I'm going to lose it all. No, man. That's the choice is yours. And it's a matter yeah. of fuck it, you know. But that's the thing about the workforce, dude, is that because of, like, what's going on with the Internet and all this shit. And we'll wrap it up with this topic here. Uh, but, yeah. you know, the thing with the workforce is that, you know, your example stands out because it goes to show you that they're, they're now wanting people to do the jobs of five people uh, with the, only one person, you know. And there's more people in management now that are so stressed out and miserable that or they want they finally get promoted and they don't do shit. And what they do is they we have a lot like, for example, retail jobs, you know, what used to take five people to do it. Now they want one person to do it and they want right. management to go ahead with a fucking whip and whip these people to do this job that takes five people. And, you know, and it's just like when you know when you don't do a, a good job or you don't finish it, you know, they fucking ridicule you for it. And then they wonder why it's a fucking revolving door. It's a revolving yeah. door, you know, which is like when I worked at a supermarket, fucking, I'm going to say fucking Publix. I don't give a fuck. I worked at Publix, right? <laughs> fuck these people. I wish they all got out of business, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> Actually, no, I don't because uh, yeah, it's, don't. It, it, yeah, it's the reason for somebody's income. <laughs> but uh, my income, thank you very much. Grocery yeah. delivery, guys. Grocery. Yeah, delivery. Yeah. But uh, shout out to ship. But uh, <laughs> fucking the the fucking this place. I worked at a Publix, right? And I worked at the deli, which man, I think it was one of the hardest jobs next to grocery stocking in that fucking place. And oh, dude, this, this I see it every me, time. I'm there. Oh yeah, you see it. They're miserable. They look like fucking. They look like people that that are from third world countries forced to be there against their will. <laughs> Yo, I gotta tell you right now, bro. You gotta be careful because I got some. I got some people that are my friends and they're listening and they work at the deli, bro. So you gotta tread carefully. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I'm treading carefully because I, I respect them. I was one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> I feel their pain. Oh. No, my problem. No, no, my problem is not with the deli workers because I used to be them. I have fucking respect for them because they yeah, know, know what hard work is. The problem is not <laughs> them because they're my people. We went through the same misery together. My problem oh, is yeah. the fucking management, especially the deli management that likes to sit on their fucking ass and put you. This lady one time, she goes, oh, uh, she knew I wanted to work the kitchen. So what does she do? She not only takes four days off my schedule so my kid can starve. But then when she finally apologized for only giving me fucking six hours, she goes, you know what? You want kitchen? Fine. I know you want kitchen. I'll give you kitchen. She gives you kitchen on the day that, that, that there's buy one, get one free on fried chicken. She was setting me up for failure. So one day I got mad. I said, you know what, man? You're such a fucking bitch to me. And I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. I, I made myself a nice banging ass fucking expensive sub. I'm talking about if a customer ordered this, this probably would have been a $30 sub. Okay, <laughs> I made myself my own fucking sub, put a 25 cent sticker on that shit, want to fucking to check out. I checked out, went to the break room. I filled myself up a fucking nice large soda from the deli. Didn't pay for that. Okay, and I fucking ate that $30 worth of sub sandwich and, and drank the whole soda. And I fucking left my wrapper there. I said, peace the fuck out. <laughs> My 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 phone was blowing up. She, bang, my phone was, my, yeah, she was. My phone was blowing up, and she, I finally picked up. She's like, "Well, well, why'd you leave? Are you, are you quitting?" I was like, "Yes." You know why? Because you're a fucking manager that wants everyone to do the job of ten people, and you're not happy with yourself. So you know what? You treat people like shit. You're gonna get shit. Fuck you, you whore. And I clicked on her. 
and shit. And then when I want to go pick up my check, I catch so right a little harsh, bro. Huh? No, I, I said, sounds a little harsh, man. <laughs> no, because, dude, bro, she got, dude, she was a racist, dude. She would always make this little Haitian dude unload the deli truck. And, um, dude, she just would stand there when we have rush hour. She would just stand there and look. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. We got cut off, but we're back here together. So, like I was saying, fucking, you know, I just did that shit to her, man, because, you know, it's it's not my fault that, you know, you don't want to hire more people. It's not our fault that you're fucking cutting our hours and want us to do 40 hours worth of work in 20. And so that's just how the workforce is, you know, and a lot of people... I feel like if they just spoke their mind and stood up for themselves, maybe this would probably happen a lot less. But some people don't want to do it because they're afraid of losing their jobs, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, But that's why I say, you know what? Go to uh, ship.com slash careers and, uh, you know, <laughs> make a change. But, uh, man. Yeah, man. So that's how it is, man. But, guys, listen, uh, you know, we're going to wrap this up here. If you guys listen to this and there's anything that you guys can relate to, uh, as you know, if you download the Anchor app, you can always come back to this and listen later and leave your comments below. Uh, everyone, uh, when, if you get a chance, uh, go follow uh, Omega Weapon 1987. His name is going to be here. Uh, he's going to start putting his own podcast as well. Uh, yep. So make sure we download the Anchor app. Uh, you go ahead and click on his name and follow it. And uh, that's it, guys. Uh, Joel, appreciate you coming on board, man. I've been looking forward to this and I uh, look forward to hearing more podcasts from you. It was great, bro. I had a good time. Uh, like, yeah. All right. You too. All right. Later, man.